What is going on, everybody? Happy Labor Day weekend. We got a special edition of Monday Morning Quarterback here on the holiday. It's September 5th. As we do every week, what we do is we break down those companies that raise their seed round, pre-seed, Series A rounds, go a little deeper in one of those opportunities. But before we do so, I want to highlight a couple of notable companies that closed out their rounds last week. Kicking it off with Triller, a $200 million round by Clearview Partners, Falcon Capital, and Fubon Financial Holdings. They're building a music video app that enables anyone to make professional videos effortlessly. One signal, a $50 million Series C by BAM, Elevate, Signal Fire, a customer messaging and engagement platform that helps businesses create meaningful customer connections. Goldcast, a $28 million Series A by Unusual Ventures, Westbridge Capital. They're building a virtual event platform that helps enterprises create online events. Recurve, an $18 million Series B by Calpine Energy Solutions Energy Foundry. What they've built is an open source SaaS platform with tools that help utilities leverage their smart meter data to measure energy usage. LearnSoft, a $16 million Series A led by Elsewhere Partners. They're building a corporate upskilling and training platform for employees. And last but not least, Yesler, a $5 million round that was led by Crosslink Capital to build its lumber marketplace. Get your flannels on, everybody. It's going to be an exciting episode. All right, without further ado, Assassins, giddy up. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs. Assassin state of mind. Assassin state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin state of mind. They say money over everything. Everything. Gation the game. Shopping for a wedding ring. Salary, startups, crypto, stock exchange. Appreciate every penny. Pocket change. One phone call. Your life can change. What's your love language? Can't do business if it ain't reciprocated. Closing deals on the daily, weekly, monthly. Real recognize, real you dudes is acting funny. Don't waste our time. Time is money. Welcome back in. It's your host, Justin Van Dehey, here at the Assassins Podcast. Again, every week, we take one company that's raised their pre seed seed series A round, go a little deeper on that opportunity to talk about the solution they're building, the business they're creating, a little bit about the founders, the market they're going after. This week, we've got a really cool company we're taking a look at, and it's one that's actually near and dear to my heart. Uh, If you read the article on the site about the challenges that my hometown in Wisconsin Rapids were facing around the paper mill industry and my interactions with the folks at Amazon and trying to help figure out that situation, but requiring a lot of wood in the Northwoods, Northwoods, as we like to say in Wisconsin, to fuel the paper industry is the lumber industry. And at the core of that is a new company that's spun out called Yesler. What they're building is a lumber and building materials marketplace. And as a little backstory on the company, the name of the company actually comes from an entrepreneur named Henry Yesler. He was Seattle's first sawmill operator. And that was really the foundation of much of the early industry in Seattle in the 1900s. And the lumber industry really hasn't had a whole ton of innovation. The 
LBM space involves a lot of emails and phone calls to negotiate and confirm deals. The process for recording those transactions is really archaic. And it's most of the lumber yards and the sawmills that are doing this directly today. So Yesler's ability to create a marketplace to make that exchange efficient and help buyers and sellers on both sides of the marketplace is something that is desperately needed to make business easier. The round they pulled together was a $5 million Series A round that was led by Crosslink Capital. The company's raised $10 million to date. The round also had some of their previous investors in PSL Ventures in Seattle, TechSquare Ventures in Atlanta, and Ascend from Seattle. Uh, Phil Boyer, the partner at Crosslink, is actually going to be joining Yesler's board, which is exciting. It seems like they've got a couple things figured out there. In a moment, we'll talk a little bit more about sort of what is going on at the macroeconomic level and how things like the housing market and the need for construction materials is having on Yesler's business. But it's pretty cool to see what they've built out to make this process easier. There's really three core components to the solution set that they have. So there's the marketplace itself, which again, makes the process between buyers and sellers of lumber to be more efficient. So buyers can go on the marketplace, they can list their needs there, and then sellers can communicate to share their product availability, to negotiate prices, talk through things like when the product could be delivered, And then it also has additional information about where product was manufactured, the specific mills that it came from. And then there's an ongoing way for uh, buyers and sellers to stay in touch about further purchases. They have a product called Groundwork, which is really more sort of on the inventory analysis and purchase planning side for the buyers. So that helps buyers reduce their working capital costs, and it just allows them to be more efficient to see what they actually have on hand. And then a product called Intel, which I think is actually the really interesting part of this, uh, going a little deeper in things like the egg industry, understanding you know the price of just different commodities in real time. They've aggregated a ton of data uh, to be able to help both supply and demand side to understand how things are tri- trending and pricing is affected uh, in the lumber industry. And the marketplace is working. A couple of outcomes that Yesler quotes Uh, in their press release. First, just to clarify, the acronym MBF stands for 1,000 board feet. That is lumberjack terminology. 15% variance in quoted price, meaning that buyers have greater variance and more options to select and more aggressive pricing by being matched in the marketplace. And that ranges from 200 MBF from the low to high of 1,000 MBF per product. So again, buyers can negotiate with multiple suppliers to get the product they need when they need it. So they have options. That reduces a ton of time. So it's 50% savings in time. Yesler's reporting that through transactions that are occurring in the marketplace because, again, buyers can be matched with suppliers and sellers that can fulfill their needs when they need it. And it's a quick time to quote. So two minutes on average to first quote. Deals are getting done faster by having a more efficient market to exchange product. And speaking of the market, the lumber wholesaling business in the U.S. is a gigantic market. So wholesaling, when it comes to lumber, we're talking about plywood, wood panel products, the stuff that is used in uh, residential, industrial, and commercial construction. So the stuff you'll see in the hardware stores, the stuff that contractors are using to build homes in the U.S., 
It's currently a $201 billion market, and there are almost 11,000 businesses and companies that operate in that space, employing over 160,000 people. So it's a, a huge, huge business. That doesn't mean it hasn't met some challenges in recent years. Uh, obviously, if you've tried to order any sort of wood product, you've done home construction, you know how insanely expensive the product has gotten over the last 24 months. Uh, estimations here in, I guess, since the start of the pandemic, the price of lumber has almost increased by 20% on a year-over-year basis and almost 36% since the start of the pandemic. So the prices have shot through the roof. There's also a couple of other sort of macro-level trends that are causing the price of it, aside from the global pandemic. But millennials now are you know, reaching a home-buying age, and so millennials comprise almost 37% of the largest share of home buyers. So there's a, a high demand for the product. A couple things going on in the global trade space. So in 2021, there was a pretty significant Canadian lumber tariff that was put in place, which was almost twice as much as the 8.99% rate during the Trump administration. So that was introduced and that's driving costs up. And as perspective on that, um, half of major producers of lumber in North America are coming out of British Columbia. So we import almost 50% of our lumber from overseas. So it's a pretty significant uh, price to pay for uh, shipping that product in. And just lastly, the cost of raw materials. So the wood that's actually processed to become lumber, the raw materials have increased in price by almost 20%. A couple of trends, though, that are signaling that the market is recalibrating a little bit, again, with rising interest rates, the housing market is uh, cooling off a little bit. So the demand for lumber in itself is falling. And so it's starting to recalibrate a little bit. Uh, Matt Meyer, the CEO, has a really good quote. Uh, I'll get into Matt's background here in a little bit. But his expectation is that the market's going to be a little volatile for 2022. But he doesn't believe that this is the new normal. So his quote is, the long-term dynamics of supply and demand will eventually bring prices back down and we're already seeing some of that movement, as I alluded to, uh, with some of the macro changes. Even if these times are exceptional, volatility has always been the normal in lumber. And someday we will get back to the old normal of seasonal and cyclical volatility and away from a pandemic-driven supply chain. So again, these things ebb and flow. Uh, I, I do agree with Matt in that sense that although there are a couple of big things happening on a macro level from... You know, we mentioned the tariffs, uh, just the increase of raw goods, all of the supply chain issues that we're facing in and around the pandemic that eventually this thing will stabilize and we'll start to see the uh, the prices drop. The business model itself for Yesler is kind of similar to most marketplaces. There's a transaction fee that they charge on the transactions that occur between buyers and sellers. The prices on the marketplace remain stagnant. So that means that the seller can lock in their price before each of those transactions. So the buyer knows that Yesler isn't screwing around uh, with the dynamics of pricing in the marketplace. And it looks like they're growing strong. They've seen an 8x growth in transaction volume over the last year. So that's awesome to see. A little bit on the team. 
I think first and foremost, if you're going to start a lumber business, you have to have a phenomenal beard. And these founders, both of them have great beards. That's crucial for the lumber space. But in all seriousness, Matt Myers, he's got a 21-year level of experience at Warehouser. He was the VP of sales, marketing, and supply chain there. So he has a tremendous amount of experience in moving lumber through his time at Warehouser. Jeff Lubitkin, he was a software architect at Zillow for 10 years. He was at Expedia for another five. So again, he's got strong chops in building out marketplace businesses. I couldn't think of two better founders, honestly, to build a business in the lumber management space and creating a marketplace for that. The market itself, again, I think this is really why this is such a big opportunity is that it's incredibly fragmented. So the company itself could face competition from a lot of the lumber manufacturers themselves, because this is, again, where deals are currently being done between buyers and sellers. But there's no one out there really that's aggregating this activity to create a marketplace. Um there's one company out of Chicago called Materials Exchange, but it doesn't, again, look like they've seen much traction. They're kind of early stage. Uh, the highest production of saw wood in North America is split between a number of companies and then a number of sawmills. So the companies to list out, West Fraser Timber, Canfer, Warehouser, Georgia Pacific, and Resolute Forest Products, they they essentially could again, do these deals directly. The sawmills, Plateau Sawmill, Houston Sawmill, again, those are really the direct competitors that Yesler's facing theoretically in exchange, uh, sorry, in addition to materials exchange. But I don't foresee them honestly being a, uh, a really strong competitive threat. So we'll see. I mean, Yesler, I feel like it's, again, one of those scenarios where there's an emerging marketplace. There's not a ton of direct competitive threat. It feels incredibly fragmented. There's a high need and demand. There will always be for lumber in the U.S. And as I, again, I alluded to in the article that I wrote on the paper mill in Wisconsin Rapids, it feels like there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be rethought. Uh, a marketplace is a great way to make the buying and selling process more efficient. I know there's a lot of wood that's just sitting in the paper mills in central Wisconsin that actually isn't being manufactured or, or produced. So it just feels like there's an opportunity for these companies to get on board, to liquidate their product, start to make their operation a little bit more efficient and lean and excited to see where the team at Yesler goes uh, with this next round of financing. But again, shout out to that team and uh, yeah, let's see where you guys take it next. All right, that is a wrap. Monday morning quarterback in the books. Hope everyone has a fantastic Labor Day. Uh, we got a, a short week, but an exciting week coming up next Friday. We've got one of my favorite entrepreneurs on. Uh, Going to talk about the process of early stage fundraising uh, and also just running two successful businesses at the same time. Uh, it's a pretty insane story, but I think you're really going to enjoy it and some really solid learnings to uh, to take away from that. Until then, again, just keep hustling, keep grinding, and keep getting that money. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs. Assassin's state of mind. Assassin's state of mind. Hustle, grind. 
see them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs. Assassin state of mind. Assassin state of mind. Hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin state of mind. They say money over everything. Everything gauge in the game. Shopping for a wedding ring. Salary, startups, crypto, stock exchange. Appreciate every penny. I can change. One phone call. Your life can change. What's your love language? 